This is Gigglemugs, a place for chuckles and a podcast for the curious. Here, Rob and Lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week, and invariably <laughs> fall short. Over to you, gentlemen. Hi, Rob. Said Lloyd a lot. How are you? Sir Lloyd a lot. I'm just looking at my face on the phone. And I'm smiling way too much for how my body feels. Why? What? What is wrong with your body, Rob? Uh, went drinking last night just a little bit, and foolishly, this is well, I say foolishly agreed to do this podcast. I knew I was in for this, uh, but I also couldn't move somebody else's event that involved lots of drinking. So, both the drinking and the podcast were like premeditated. Neither of these were a surprise. You had just accepted that you would feel this way today, and. I feel this way, I do. Good. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel excellent. Really? Sorry. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it's because you... But I'm also one and a half drinks in, so I'm right at that sweet spot. Perfect. Uh, welcome to Gigglemugs. Episode 10, season 4 slash 1 slash 4. Uh, and it's... Woohoo! <laughs> I'm also thrilled to be here. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, as usual, it's a, it's a, it's a special, it's a special Lloyd and it's special because it's, uh, Burns Day soon. Is that Burns Night, Burns I think Day? they call it. Burns Night. I think they call it Burns both night. actually. Yeah, we, we are. Burns the Night. B- burning up the night. We are vaguely aligning ourselves with, uh, Burns Night, which is, as everyone knows, Lloyd, everyone. I'd like you to explain mm-hmm. it. Celebrating the life and poetry of Robert Burns. Or Robbie Burns. Or Rabbi or Burns, Burns, apparently. Or, or Rabbi uh, Burnies with an E as well. I didn't see that. I saw the Rabbi, but not the Burnies. <laughs> it sounds like it's a kid that was in charge of this. <laughs> Rabbi Burnies. <laughs> Some guy at customs like, oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we, as, as usual, we're on the video, so if you're listening to this just with your ear holes, go check it out with your eye holes on YouTube. Please do, because no one does, and we'd like you to, because I put genuine effort into the videos. It's the only thing Lloyd lives for. It's true. Wow. <laughs> Life is meaningless between each episode 10 special. <laughs> it's a slog, let me tell you. It's episode 10 of Giggle Mugs. It's Robbie Band's night. We can see each other. We're not close. Lloyd's going back to the great land of America, freedom, whatever. He looks thrilled yeah, about it. I was going to try and do it. I was thinking of a sound to make, and then I was like, oh, an eagle noise. And then I was like, I would just <laughs> screech at Rob. <laughs> Please that do. wouldn't work. Wouldn't it? I'm not going to. Ah, boo. Um, what are you drinking? This is a Guinness. <gasps> He's book, back on camera. board. In a Fun Fruit my, Loops glass? It, it, no, it's... Where are you? There you are. This is the Guinness toucan. But, no, it's Guinness in a glass, Lloyd. You already poured it out of the can. <laughs> Great. Uh, as mentioned before, I have a selection of drinks, but I am in fact drinking coffee, otherwise I'll die. Are you Are you doing the distance? Yes, but I'm... first, Lloyd. Oh, good. First. Uh, I'm wearing the first ever... Giggle mug shirt, hot off the press, except it was a few weeks ago, but it's still, I mean, my body's hot, so it's hot. Rob operates at a higher temperature than most of us. Giggle mugs. We did a giveaway that was poorly received by the internet, but we're following through because we're good people. A little bit late, but we're still doing it. 
Uh, Lloyd, who is the winner of the Giggle Mugs Giggle Away, where we're going to send him a shirt that looks like this one that I'm wearing? The winner of the Giggle Mugs giveaway, Giggle Away, titty, titty logo, the Giggle Away, <laughs> is Kev, Kev, Kevin? Kevin? Why are you asking me? I'm not looking at it. Cassetta. Kevin Cassetta. Kevin, congratulations. You want a t shirt that you may or may not want, but you have. It's you yours. We're going to send it to you. And uh, yeah, you'll have to wear it. It'll be great. Uh, and uh, maybe maybe next season we'll have a place where just any old person that's not Kevin could, could buy a shirt. Uh, we, should, we should move on with the real format. Uh, would you like to know how far apart we are now that you've gone back to the land of freedom in an incredibly specific way? It's probably the thing I want to know most. Well, we're back to being uber far apart, which has drastically increased my levels of both sadness and productivity in life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and bank account. <laughs> anyway, how far is it? Uh, I never know. So today, Lloyd, we are approximately 6,724,820.14 statues of the bard himself, Rabbi Burns. Oh. Now... You, you may statue? ask, which statue? Great question. There are some incredibly yeah, vague you. assumptions on my part here. For this <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Assumption number one, Rabbi Burns, who lived over 200 years ago, has his height accurately recorded on celebsagewiki.com. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a height website, an age website. <laughs> and all of these statues are on an identical, respectable, but made up one meter plinth. Like can a, I guess his base. height? Uh, you can guess the height that I got from the internet that's probably wrong, yes. Is it in feet? It's this tall. Is he five foot five? It's not in feet, and I don't know what that means. What is it in, in CMs? Meters? Well, CMs is centimeters. Yeah, all right, yes, yes. How many? Oh, I, I don't know how to convert five five into 161. Not bad. Uh, according to celebsagewiki.com, he's 1.78 meters tall. Jeez, he would have been pretty tall for a 18th century fella. 18th century fella. Sidebar, celebsagewiki.com also lists key facts about the celebrities that it gives you information on. Is this where you did all your research? Hey. Such as that this long dead Scottish poet was popular for not applicable and his his occupation was soundtrack comma writer comma music underscore department wow oh and he was an aquarius nailed it yeah so it's pretty legit uh and yeah like i say all my research all the research that i do is legit wow i like this website uh (laughs) I i hope to be on it one day oh wow i'll make an entry for you (laughs) <laughs> that would be amazing and i'll put you on slebheights.com oh please adds like eight meters tall <laughs> what an easter egg for any future fans yeah wow <laughs> oh lordy uh why 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 lloyd why did i choose statues that certainly aren't actually that big with 66 statues dedicated to robert burns around Ooh, the world interesting he has the third most statues of a non-religious icon after Christopher Columbus and Queen Victoria. The third most statues of any non-religious person. Yeah, like that doesn't sound like a lot. But then I thought about it and I was like, 
he's from one country and there are lots of countries and there are loads yeah. of statues in of him in lots of countries yeah for a person who lived pr- only in scotland and only lived to 37 and basically just wrote poetry that's quite an impressive legacy hey he tried farming as well he tried farming and womanizing i think he did womanize quite effectively Uh, would you like to know where these (laughs) where these statues are Uh, are you going to list every single one of them for me well they're grouped together (laughs) yes okay i would love to know where the 60s i look to be honest lloyd i have bone to pick with you I would expect nothing less. Perfect. Uh, I I thought I I think there are sixty eight statues. Maybe maybe I missed a country. Maybe there's is there two in a country somewhere that I missed. Anyway, where are they? Uh, there's twenty six in Scotland, expectedly yes. the the most. Makes Eight sense. in Australia, none in WA, unfortunately. We don't care. Nine about in homes. Canada, three in England, four in New Zealand, and sixteen in the US, including one in Boston that I have seen. Really. Um, with his beloved colleague, Lueth, who is the inspiration for one of his poems. Hectic. Uh, yeah, you definitely missed one. There's one in Estonia. Oh. In Tallinn. 67. Uh, and and probably another one that you missed, you mm. idiot. <laughs> um, so I have, I have, do I? Do I have? I have some statue stuff. But do you want to just quickly go tit for tit? on some robbie burns facts about who he is what's he all about should we have done that before that's why i was hesitating on my sentence but then you gave me the statue segue and i was panicked i panicked sorry not strong enough uh no let's do it in let's do it in 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 the midsection let's let's go statues and in the middle we'll summarize robbie burns night in all its glory and uh and then we'll do whatever happens after that uh well i'll carry on for my last sentence about his dog lueth how do you spell lueth L-U-A-T-H. Oh, exactly as it sounds. I, I thought it would be more Gaelic or something. His poem about his dog, Lueth, is called what I think is Two Dogs, but spelled T-W-A, which I think is isn't his that a hybrid. Rap, isn't that a rap group? Two Dogs. <laughs> no, T-W-A. N-W-A? Come on. N-W-A. Rob, what does that stand for? Never win again. Oh, yep. is it something we'll that I shouldn't say? We'll stick with that. So I think it's called Twa Dogs because he mixes old Scottish with English. Yes. And spoiler alert, Spoilers. we're doing a reading. Mm. And I tried to pick a poem that had the least amount of old Scottish in it because I had no idea how to say half those words. I picked one that had loads in it. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what you picked. Um, his poem, Twa Dogs, Twa Dogs. is a... A conversation between a dog called Caesar and his dog Lueth about their owners. Oh, okay. Kind of cute. Is that the poem you're going to do for us later? It's not. No, it was kind of boring. wasn't wasn't great. (laughs) It's just dogs. This is my owner. This is my owner. Wow, this is really fun. I'm hungry. Let's play ball. Yeah, essentially, it was kind of that vibe. (laughs) Um, And then I just have a few few statue things. You want to? Want to chime in? No, I want to. I want to. Well, all you you told us where all the statues are. Uh, let me tell you more about the one that's in Estonia. Yeah. Oh, away. did you get the one that's in Northern Ireland? I did not. That must be the sixty eighth. Yep. There you go. Bam. Rob's always right. Now, Northern Ireland and Estonia must have beef with Wikipedia. Why they went on the list I saw? I reckon you just didn't scroll to the bottom. Oh, 
I'm going to open it right now. I'm going to open it now. And I'm leaving this in. Uh, Unless I'm wrong and I'm cutting it out. So there's one one in Estonia, in the capital Tallinn. And there is a bust of him near what used to be the Scottish and Whiskey Club of Estonia. Oh, that sounds fun. And apparently now opposite uh, the bust of Robbie Benz is a bust of Sean Connery. And I couldn't really find a reason why there's also a statue of Sean Connery there. Just another Scottish guy they like, I guess. Pretty much. It seems to be something to do with people liking Sean Connery and this being one of those weird Scottish corners of the world and the club. Their goal was apparently to just like honor Scots who have made a difference. Yeah. And Robert Burns and Sean Connery. Yeah, they were like unveiled by the British ambassador to Estonia or something. Awesome. I love how they picked Sean Connery and not like William Wallace. Yeah, fuck that guy. Sean. I just yeah, I just love that there's one in Estonia. That's great. Yeah. His his reach is far and wide. Um it speaking of is. weird Scottish corners of the world, have we talked about the one in Italy? Maybe. I'll recap it for the world. Uh we watched James May's Our Man in Italy, which is a great travel show. I like the way he approaches travel shows. Welcome on the podcast anytime. Anytime. Uh, and on this, he goes to a town called Barga, which has just like a weirdly large uh, Scottish descendant population. Um, and so they're all Italian, but they like have a Scottish pub or multiple Scottish pubs. And instead of drinking wine, they drink ale and they wear kilts and they have Robbie Burns nights. And some of them have weird like Italian Scottish hybrid accents. It's very strange. That's so awesome. I yeah. love that people just like pick a thing and like, yeah, I'm going to do this now. This yeah. is my identity this now. This is what we're in. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. There's like not much else to talk about statues of one person, is there? No. So I have three facts about other statue related things. Uh, well, 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 yeah. Give them to me. You're in charge of this. Well, 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 well. well yeah, well, here well, I go. Well, well, well. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> the skitty, the skitty. <laughs> <laughs> the skitty the, the city that's what of... i did just before <laughs> <sighs> this the city of scope scopia scop g scop scopia Scotland. in macedonia <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> oh no in, Ma- in macedonia has a hundred statues in this one city built in the last decade uh, the government, the city council basically was like, how do we get tourists to come? People go look at statues. Let's just build all of them. <laughs> Are they all of the so same literally thing? Every, no, oh, they're gosh, all like... Oh, excuse me. They're all like beautiful and like very... Oh, stunning ...intricately done. Yeah. And there's hundreds of them, like street corners, town squares, outside municipal buildings, all like, like bronze, brass cast statues. That's awesome. What's this place yeah. called? S K O P J E Scopy Scopy S K O P J E Yeah Scopia 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 right in the balls <laughs> It's been a long morning Oh yeah there are a bunch of statues there Yeah Looks like a dope city to be honest It does look pretty cool yeah. And you can uh, people go there and do like statue walks so it's a good way to like see the city because you can get trails that will take you from statue to statue so what we're saying is it, it's it worked a hundred percent worked yeah plan but has it worked. worked they thought it would be i think it's it's worked in a more tongue-in-cheek way and mm. the government 
they thought, thought it they would be really serious yeah, and now yeah. it's like a gimmick but the same effect people yeah, come like that's what, that's what tourism is all about right yeah that's that's Do incredible you know... i like that yeah i liked it too i um, that's why you told i'm me. slightly more likely to go to macedonia but not very <laughs> do you if you don't know would you like to guess the height of the world's tallest statue oh my god yes and then would you like to guess where it is? And then would you like to guess who it's of? And then would you like to guess why it's of that person? I guess so. <laughs> I will guess right. so. Yeah. Uh, what was the first question? <laughs> Height. So this is the world's tallest statue. And from what I can tell, tallest in history, including big demolished statues. So it's taller than uh, like the, like the Colossus of Rhodes, those things. I didn't look up the Colossus of Rhodes height, but it didn't pop up um, right. quickly. Is it taller than is it taller than me? Yeah. <laughs> Just. Interesting. And we're talking so it's a statue like of a person, it's not a monument. It's a proper statue. Like you if you saw a picture of it, not to scale or anything, you'd be like, Oh, it's a statue. Okay, and it's not like tall because it's on top of a building or something. No. All right. I, uh, it probably does have a plinth. No, but of course. The but... majority of it is uh 12 meters tall oh, it's 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 just to put this in perspective it's over five times taller than the Colossus of Rhodes. apparently i thought the Colossus of Rhodes was enormous yeah and it's bigger than that okay so my 12 meter guess is entirely wrong yeah your 12 meter guess is not even close all right i'm gonna to go for it uh, it's a it's certainly not a, it's 150 meters tall 182 meters tall what okay what's the second question uh, where is it? China. Yeah. Close-ish, I guess, in a geographical sense. It's in India. Great. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. It's really old, and it's of... It's not that old. It's really new, and it's of... It's not that new either. It's a middle-aged statue, and it's of... <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it of a, a god of some sort? No. No. It's a, it's a regular fellow. Oh, Dave from India. Dave from India. Dave from India, yeah. Raj. Uh, I would have been impressed if you got his name, because his name is Vallabhabhai. Vallabhabhai. Vallabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhabhab
for those people who want um, a comparison, this is 182 meters or 600 feet. The Colossus of Rhodes is 32 meters or 100 feet. So the Colossus of Rhodes is 20% the size of this. That is... uh, And also, it's taller than... It's like twice the height of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Eat shit, America and France. <laughs> Eat shit, America and France. That's deeply impressive. That's an excellent fact, and I'm glad you brought it to my attention. Yeah, usually it's like scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's like lazy, my, biggest something, oldest something. <laughs> That's all we do. But this time, the biggest something is genuinely shocking. Yeah. Ah, I'm, I'm spitchless. Uh, maybe I should have ended on that one because my last one is cool, <laughs> super unimpressive. Feel... Well, I didn't think you'd be quite so blown away by it. Oh, really? They you felt, thought I'd just feel like pretty. It felt pretty linear, but you, you. I think it's you a so pretty good statue as well. Like, how did they make it? Yeah, it's it's like looks like a person. Like they've cast it nicely, and it's not just like a blob. Yeah. If I had to make a statue, it'd be pretty blobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I think I can get the plinth down pretty well. <laughs> what is your next statue fact? Um, it is the two oldest statues in the world. Ooh. In brackets, statuettes, because they're little. I also have this. Ooh. Guess how old it is, Lloyd. That's the game we're going to play. Damn it. 35 to 40,000 years old. Yes. Wow, how did Are you they know? from Germany? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, just tell me about them then. All I have is the names. That I gave you two-thirds of my information. The the Lovens, Lo- Lovenmensch figurine and the Venus <laughs> of Holyfells. <laughs> the Lovenmensch. Yeah, that's how you pronounce that. Isn't it a W? I guess it's German. Yeah, there's no Ws in German, son. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty good little statuettes. I like them. Yeah, I really should have ended on the Indian one, huh? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I could be more excited about them. Wow, so old! I mean, 40,000 years. The Lovin' Mensch? It's 40,000. That's, that's a lot of pre, years. pre-civilization, right? Or pre-like cities. With, uh, it, they're from the Paleolithic era, so we're talking like... That's pretty caveman-y. Yeah, I think so. Like late late caveman era? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so the 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 lowen mensch is like a it's like a little lion man, right? Oh, it's what that song's about. There you go. Sing little lion man. Yeah, yeah I You're guess a big that Mumford one. Big Mumford and Sons fans. Uh, no, I, I'm. I only like small Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do it. <laughs> Still got me. <laughs> Well, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> yeah, love statues enormous. Uh, Mumford and Sons, only small ones. Yeah, because I didn't picture Mumford and Sons as a single thing that come in various sizes. <laughs> so I like the idea of going to a festival and having like a scale of Mumford and Sons that you can go and see. Oh, yeah, you should be able to scale all of the bands. Yeah. Uh, Low and Mensch is a, it's a, it's a lion man. It's a body of a person with a lion head. And the other one, the Venus of Holfels, is like an... A weirdly exaggerated female figurine. Mm. Oh, yeah. that's kind of like the. No, that. Yeah, that. I was about to say probably the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> Please say it. I was going to say, 
oh yeah, that sounds like the oldest statue in the world that I've seen pictures of. You fucking idiot, because that is the oldest statue in the world that you've seen pictures of. One of, of. and it's a statuette. Get your shit together. Uh, Both are carved from mammoth ivory. Mm, Probably very cool for caveman times, very lame for today times. Yeah, yeah. with flint knives, and were found in Germany, as previously stated. So cool. Pretty cool. Pretty, Um, pretty cool. There was one that is contentiously older than that. Ooh, Did you I read about this one? I had one sentence on these ones. Oh, it's actually contentious. I actually, fun fact, I didn't even click on this link. I copy and pasted the Google suggested answer without even going to the website. So that's wow. how little research I did into this one. I thought you cared about the Google Mugs podcast. <laughs> what could possibly have given you that idea? <laughs> Fair enough. My uh, complete apathy. <laughs> So there's a stone that is called the Venus of Berakat Ram, which Mm. is a place in Israel. The stone is dated from 230,000 years ago. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, And apparently, or is allegedly modified by early humans to look like a female figurine like the other ones. But I saw it and like, it's just a stone. Also, like, if I went out into the the woods and picked up a stone uh-huh. there's a chance that it's a very old stone yes and stones i can carve are, something into it today stones in general are pretty old like they've been a, been around a while yeah do they have evidence that it was carved that long ago you know what i'm saying or they just like dated the stone and like oh that these humans must have been there when stones first came around uh well look i read a bit more than you lloyd but not that much more <laughs> <laughs> you know what? i'm giving it to the germans yeah i oh, know for sure i was i'm not saying this one's better i just wanted to draw your attention to it's because it was contentious well, uh, because I, my attention I saw from it, it and it has lumps on it but it could just be a lumpy rock i yeah, imagine right. without having read any further that it was found in an area where other artifacts were found which is why they attributed it to i'm sure they also have like scanners that can say like oh yeah that is a chisel mark or something but what's to say that it's not the mark of like a rock falling off a cliff and hitting a sharp rock because that would probably appear similar to a chisel mark uh yeah i guess i'll write them a letter please do it's already contentious lloyd <laughs> you don't have <laughs> to know, prove I'm... it you're right you're right you you did warn me and i got fired up <laughs> yeah wow it's just a it's just a statue it's just a rock lloyd no. uh i've got i got a few more statue things yeah i just have a con like the most tenuous pirate fact i've ever had <laughs> that happens every episode no nah, it's 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 How more it tenuous more... than that Stat- i've got one really good one and uh, I have one okay one, and I have one really good <laughs> yeah. one. Just bring those expectations right down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for it. All right, so we, I'm still on old statues. The oldest life-size statue, so not a shitty statuette, uh, okay. is in the southeast of... Now, what if people were just that small? Sorry. Continue. <laughs> it's actually a tiny figurine of Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, can you imagine good, like, good. I recognize these guys uh, <laughs> oh. I saw them when they were this small oh man uh, uh, yeah, yes it's called the Urfa Man the Urfa Man uh, and it is in the southeast shit or, superhero s- name 
Superman, Batman, Earth Man, <laughs> Earth Man. What do you do? I'm old and life size. <laughs> I suppose this giant Superman. Oh, oh he's, uh, I was like, where's Lloyd gone? But you were laughing. I wasn't looking at the video. I was looking at my notes. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, I'm life size bit got me. <laughs> all right, I, I, this is like the shortest sentence. We're all life size. <laughs> Shut up, Sorry. Batman! You're so aggressive. Yes, no, with one this, fact. In this scenario, old... Batman's actually tiny. <laughs> so it's that voice, but like a tiny one, a tiny version of it. There is an old statue it? in the southeast yes, of modern Turkey. Uh, and it is dated to 9000 BC and it is 1.8 meters tall, according to celebsagewiki.com. No, it's not. It's according <laughs> to real science. Uh, and it's fam- famous for being old as fuck. Nine, you say 9,000 years old or 9,000 BC? Uh, 9,000 BC, so 11,024 yeah. years old. Three. Exactly, well, the data exactly, exactly 9,000 BC. Impressive. Uh, uh, that's pretty cool. Well, I didn't put a little squiggle in front of it, so it must have been exactly 9,000 BC. Yeah, I that's also pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a statue. Yeah. Um, and also... Uh, I should have said it before, probably. I, the oldest statue of um, Captain Burns, Robbie, the... Rabbi. Rabbi, Rabbi Bernies, uh, is in Camperdown, Victoria, Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. Real weird. Uh, really weird. And it dates from 1830. So it's like not long after his death, the first statue was made of him. Yeah. And then someone in Australia made a statue, and then someone in Scotland was like, oh, fuck, we better make We should it. probably do this. No, it was made in Scotland. Um, so, oh, and then shipped to... Yeah, so apparently Australia. one of the earliest paintings of Rabbi Burns was done by one of his buddies, William Taylor, in 1786. Uh, it then ended up in the hands of some relative William Taylor, who in 1830 commissioned a local sculptor to make a statue based on the painting. When this bloke died in 1866, he gifted the statue to his son, who, ten years later, emigrated to Victoria, settled in Camperdown, and then later had the statue shipped over. So it only ended up in Victoria in 1883, Mm. but it is the oldest statue of Robbie Burns. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I thought that was a weird little side fact. That guy was sitting in his house in Camperdown. I was like, oh, I want... I got a great spot for that statue. I'm going to write a letter. Oh, there's, there's, I've got to wait two weeks for a ship to get here. And then I'll give the letter to that guy. And it's going to take him three months to say. I think he was back in the UK visiting oh, family, okay. which would have taken long enough as well. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I remember that statue. And then I think he went back and then someone put it on a boat, etc., etc. It took a long time. They all died before it yeah, got yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's wrap this first section up with your incredibly tenuous pirate link. Oh, right. Fully prepared to get... Uh, absolutely thrown for, through the ringer for this one here we go this is the ringer right. this is you Wee. oh you're so small you're smaller than Mumford and Sons Carry on. <laughs> I'm gonna milk it until it's dead there is a crater on Mercury All right. named after Robert Burns okay that's the first part of the fact lock that, that one away that's important that for later yes that's true okay. it's called Burns Crater Sh- sure. lock that one away All right. okay got it on Blackbeard's ship the famous Queen Anne's Revenge. Is that uh, what it was 19- called? Yeah. That's a dope, dope name for a ship. Uh, archaeologists discovered urethral syringes that contained trace element of mercury used to treat cephalus. 
Mercury and Mercury. <laughs> no. No. Zero points. What? That's a link. So uh, that's all right. So, you, so you're telling me that on Mercury, there's a crater that is named after Robbie Burns. And on Blackbeard, who was a pirate's ship, they found urethral syringes. That sounds terrible. That had Awful. trace elements of Mercury. No, no, nothing. Zero points. I'm hungover and I'm, you can't have any points. I'm giving myself point 0.1 points. Uh, point also, one syphilis, points. 10% of the points. Syphilis, uh, uh, not Mercury treated syphilis by killing the syphilis slightly faster than it killed you. The mercury? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound So you basically, fun. you killed yourself, but you didn't have syphilis when you And did. you had to inject it up your wiener. Yeah. Uh. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no good. No good. All, all round, not bueno. <laughs> not Not sure why that was quite funny. Uh, what do we know about Robbie Burns, Lloyd? It's, that's, that's it. Segment one over. We're into the mid-segment where we talk about the person that the show's about. Pause. I think I may have, in my rush to close things and make space on my processing unit closed the poem i was going to read um i think it was called yeah i found it all right also his poems are really long so are you good with us just doing like one one or two stanzas because the one i picked it's like 30 stanzas Really? <laughs> we can discuss that later. Okay. What do we know about Robert Burns? Uh, <clears throat> we know apparently that he was blowed. I didn't know that bit. Anyway, uh, 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 tip, tip for tat. He was born in 1759 on January 25th. Uh, he died 21st July 1796. And his name was Robert Burns. Good start. Uh, I guess mine aren't in order in 2000 i'll just go with what i have in order in 2009 he was named by national vote on scottish tv as the greatest scott ever yeah not a lot not a lot's happened in scotland eh <laughs> yeah, followed followed quickly by sean connery sean connery yeah <laughs> but no but literally i don't know if you saw the vote uh, william no, wallace uh, and sean connery were second and oh really <laughs> yeah that's awesome uh he was regarded as a pioneer of the romantic movement and is celebrated for writing in varying degrees of what was called the light scots dialect and i immediately pictured a bud light can and changed bud to scots scots light <laughs> so it's like just a, for, a little for bit how Scottish. much you hate bud light comes, comes up, up a lot, lot on this podcast <laughs> yeah because i hate it a lot i wish uh, i was drinking one right now uh yeah. he now let me finish this so a lot of his poems are in light Scots dialect, which like when you read it, you can kind of understand it. Um, and I think everyone was into it because around this time, it was around this time that like traditional English was being spoken more widely. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was trying to preserve the native Scots dialect through his art. Yeah, I think that's probably why he's such a lasting Scott legend. Scott legend. Uh, I don't know yeah, any he, other good Scots. Um, Scott Finger. Yeah, Scott. Scott Pilgrim. Great Scott. Great, great Scott. Great Scott, Scott. <laughs> Is that how that, that happened? That must be where that came from. <laughs> uh, 
That was good. So he he uh, started life and also ended life somehow. His dad was a farmer, a tenant farmer, and he. I love how you said in... tenant farmer like everyone knows exactly what that is. I didn't even bother Google. I don't know what it means. He was a farmer. Don't I think it, it means. I think it means they blah. like don't own the land. Oh, like like yeah, the tenant. That makes sense. Yeah, tenant should have just farm. thought about the words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically, from age seven, he was doing hard manual labor, which left one of the reasons he died so young is because it basically made him really oh. sick. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, gave him a stoop at a young age. Um, and by 15, he was the lead laborer on his farm that his father was a tenant farmer on. Mm. Uh, and that's the first time he wrote poetry. Yeah, good man. Imagine having such artistic thoughts at 15. What were you thinking about when you were 15, Lloyd? Well, I read his poem and I was thinking about similar things. I just didn't write them down as a poem. The um, poem was about a girl he wanted to shag. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. It also wasn't yeah, like right. it. The poem is fine, but it's if I read it, I'd be like, "That sounds like a teenager wrote this poem." It's yeah. just like, basically, like simple rhyming. There's a girl I really like. You She's have a nice hot. bosom. Let's get it on. Yeah, no, that's you should find it. That's it, but in like old English, <laughs> old Scots Lloyd. Scots, By breast Scots jiggle Lloyd. in a pleasing well, pleasing well, pleasing <laughs> in a pleasing well. What is she doing? Collecting water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> next fact <laughs> uh burns night itself the tradition that we are currently celebrating your nighttime my morning etc etc no jokes there um burns night was technically st- i thought there might be one i was trying to like force it <laughs> you know you just keep saying stuff until something happens yeah it didn't nothing nope. happened uh burns night was technically started in 1801 when a few of his old buddies got together to eat and celebrate his life on the fifth anniversary of his I said of his passing, like so respectful. He, he died a long time ago. It doesn't matter. Um, and it sounds like they just had such a, like a riotously good time drinking and eating that they were like, you know what we should do this again, almost immediately. So he died in June. So they did it in June. And then the next year on his birthday, they're like, what's the next year related to our friend that died? Uh, and it was the 25th of Jan, which is when he was born. And so they had another one and it's just become a tradition from there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, celebrate. It was obviously first to, like celebrating his life and I guess his work, and it's come to celebrate all things traditionally Scottish, uh, which I think he would have loved. Ah, oh, for sure, he was all about that. He, um, yeah, because his friends got together and like read his poetry and did readings and drank yeah. whiskey and stuff, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you know that whiskey is spelt different in Scotland? Is in it doesn't have the e in it. Yes. Or, yeah. It's not like entirely different. R X Q. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah they took. Do you know they t- why that is? Yeah. Are you asking me like I should know, or you're about? To no, 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 I have no idea. Oh yeah, they took the e out to distinguish it from Irish whiskey. Oh, cool. I think. Feel Who free invented... to write in and correct me on that. Did the Irish invent whiskey? I don't know either. There's a really good uh, Wikipedia page called Irish Inventions. Nice. And it's, it's got like, I can't remember if it was like rum or whiskey, but some liquor. It was like 11th century invents rum. And then the next category is like 16th century. It's just 500 <laughs> years of nothing. Because of rum. Nice. Uh, so he was set to move to Jamaica before um, he, was, he was writing and publishing, but wasn't really making any money. Mm-hmm. He was going to move to Jamaica. Um, and then he got a letter 
No, a friend of his got a letter from a fella called Thomas Blacklock, mm-hmm. who was a member of a pretty uh, renowned poetical critics group, <laughs> from what I could tell. The RPG, <laughs> the renowned yeah, nice. poetical group. Uh, the letter said um, some nice things I didn't write down. And then Burns said of the letter, I had taken the last... I'll do it in a Scottish accent. Please. <clears throat> I had taken the last farewell of my few friends. My chest was on the road to Greenock. I had composed the last song I should ever measure in Scotland. And then he stayed because this letter was awesome. And he was like, wow, if these guys like my poetry, maybe I could have a crack at this. And the guy basically said in the letter, like, God, I wish Burns would write another one that was like even longer so I could read more of his poetry. Have you ever read poetry and been like, has it made you feel? Only one. Um, And it's a poem written by a guy who was in, I think it was the First World War, about a gas attack. It's pretty pretty, um, visceral. Yeah. But very rarely. It's not a medium I particularly enjoy. Yeah. Um, I I really feel uh, Sean Locke's gritty limericks. (laughs) Have you heard them? He does. Yeah, honestly. He does them. I don't feel them. They're just funny. Uh, I haven't. I'll look them up. Yeah, he does them on a few, them. Luck. a few of the counts. Counts? Counts? Uh, counts? Counts? Downs. Before I pass my tit over to your tit, uh, <laughs> he went to Jamaica to be a bookkeeper, which I thought, oh yeah, he's smart. He can be a bookkeeper. But in the 1700s in Jamaica, that meant overseer of slaves. Oh yeah. So, yes. So I... that's the first thing I saw about his potential pro-slavery or at the very least not actively anti-slavery he also um the abolition abolitionists movement was still in its infancy at the time so you can give him a little bit of slack on this but there's like absolutely no information from him in any of and like hundreds and hundreds of letters and poems have survived that he ever mentioned anything supporting the abolitionist movement but did he also explicitly say that he loved slaves like no he never said the opposite either but seems like he was just some person at this time in defense of him people say he had a government job and it's like well if you make any kind of statement either way then you're just risking it so um i think it's like a conversation that that like i mean yeah obviously he did accept a job to be a bookkeeper on a slave plantation i don't i think think that's a tacit endorsement slave slide (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're in dicey water here robert yeah let's get out of it um i don't have any other things about him except kind of a very loose uh how, how does a burns night go so i will tell you that if you do an official event one uh it begins by piping in the guests which is not sending them all down a tube it's Ooh, someone playing bagpipes cool. uh and everyone walks in uh and then there's a welcome speech, and then the Selkirk Grace, which has been attributed to Burns, but was written before he lived. So, and it goes... That checks out. Yeah, it's very short. And uh, how do you get into a Scottish accent? At the end of episode nine, you tended to Susan Boyle, and I'm worried I'm going to try and do that. Ooh, laddie. Uh, it goes, some hay meat and can I eat, and some what ate that want it. But we hae meat, and we can eat, and say the Lord thank it. Oh, I like that. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then yeah. there's soup, and then there's haggis, which is also piped in. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, everyone stands and they pipe in the haggis. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, and then uh, someone reads the address to haggis, which is one of his poems. Oh, do you have uh, a snippet? Uh, it was the poem that I was going to read. Oh, okay. I will save that. Uh, and the haggis is also toasted. Everyone toasts the haggis with whiskey. Uh, there Excellent. are sides of tatties and neeps, which we've covered already. Uh, and then, then you know, they just eat and drink and there's various desserts, coffees, poem readings, etc., mm. etc. Et it sounds pretty dope. I think... No, that wouldn't work. Damn. I was going to say we should add it to the Castles and Bastos tour, but we will not be riding motorcycles through Scotland in January. Oh, hell no. Mm, that would be shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I have... Yeah, what have you got? Finish it off. We've got to move on to poem reading. Yeah, yeah, I got one other thing. He When he moved to Edinburgh um, to be a poet, he'd already published something and it was pretty well received. So, yeah. like, the writers of Edinburgh accepted him into their ranks and mm. one of those writers was Sir Walter Scott. Uh, Great Scott. Sir Walter Scott, first baronet. Not sure what that means. I think they may have spelled clarinet wrong. Not sure. <laughs> he was in the <laughs> jazz band. Um, he said this of him in a letter to a friend he said he had a sort of dignified plainness and simplicity which received part of its effect perhaps from knowledge of his extraordinary talents the eye alone i think indicated the poetical character and temperament it was large and of a dark cast and literally glowed when he spoke with feeling or interest i never saw such another eye in a human head though i have seen the most distinguished men of my time that's a great I'm too hungover to understand that. Yeah, he said that he had very nice he's, eyes. He's, yeah, you have kind eyes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, basically, he's from the country, and the people in the city were like, I like your like rustic manners, yeah. basically. Yeah, everyone he's was simple. into him because he was doing poems about titties jiggling over wells. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what, what poem are you going to orate for us, Lloyd? Uh, it's Halloween. Uh, uh, okay, I didn't see this one. Please, please, please. I'm going to do two stanzas because there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. I'm still scrolling. There's, a there's few. another like 15. Yeah. All right. So I'll do the first two. All right. Halloween by Robert Burns. Oh my God, it's taking me so long to scroll to the top. <laughs> Upon that night when fairies light on Castleless Donan's dance. Or o'er the blaze in splendid blaze on sprightly courses prance. Or for Colleen the route is taken beneath the moon's pale beams. There up the cove to stray and rove among the rocks and streams to sport that night. Among the bonny winding banks where Dunrin's wimpling clear. Where Bruce Ants ruled the martial ranks and shook his carrack spear. Some merry friendly country folk together did convene to burn their nights and pow their stocks and howled their Halloween. Oh, very good. It's nice. Yeah, it's a nice poem. Yeah. I wish I could do accents as well as you. I'm going to butcher my I poem. I appreciate that compliment because I uh, felt like I butchered that. Uh, but please, good to me. But butcher. Butcher, I can't wait. <laughs> butcher away. Uh, no, that, so you're doing that was, uh, Hold his, on. Let's um, talk about your poem first. You have to digest. Oh, okay. and uh, I quite liked it. <laughs> End of talk. Yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, there's a few that I was between. There's one he wrote about a mouse, which is pretty funny. Is it? Basically, oh, yeah. That's it, one of the famous ones. I didn't read it yet. Apologizing to a mouse because humans are such brutes and he can't live oh. in peace. I like that his poem, like, 
You know, there's, there's those the poets that like think too much and don't rhyme anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's like his rhyme and they have a good, uh, what's the fancy word for it? Cadence. Yeah. He's quite a, it seems like he's quite a simple man. Yeah. Was. He sees it. Writes a poem about it. Yeah. I was between that, the mouse one. Um, but I liked, I liked, he seems to write in this one about nature and streams. And I think William Wallace got to mention the noise. Yeah, hard to good. really know. Some of the words I I kind of brushed over that were like old Scottish. But I just because kind of you were doing it, like I accepted them as they came. Yeah, good. Thank you. All right. Uh, Address to Haggis is ah, traditionally recited right. on Ben's night after the Haggis has been bought, piped in, and set on the table. Uh, I mean, I think he wrote it before Ben's night was a thing, though. Address to Haggis. Fair far your honest sonsy face. Great chief to know the pudding race. Aboon them ye take your place, paint stripe or fern. Weel are ye worthy o' a grace, as long's my arm. The groaning trencher there ye fill, your hurdies like a distant hill. Your pinwad help to mend a mill in time o' need, while there ye pours the Jews distill like amber mead. His knife see rustic labour dight, and cut you up with ready slight, trenching your gushing entrails bright like any ditch. And then, oh, what a glorious sight, warm, reeking, rich. Then, horn for horn, they stretch and strive. Dale tack de hindmost on they drive. Till a wheel, till a their wheel swelled kites believe are bent like drums. Then, old goidman, maist like to rive, Bethan kit horns. Is there that o'er is French ragout, or olio that wad stour so? Or fricas wad maker spew with perfect scunner? Looks down with sneering, scornful view on sick a dinner. Poor devil, see him out his trash, as feckless as a withered rash. His spindle shank, a guid whip lash, his neither knit. Throw bloody flood or field to dash, oh how unfit. But mark the rustic haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread. Clap in his waily neither blade, he'll make it whistle. And legs and arms and heads will sned, like taps of thristle. Ye powers will make mankind, mankind care, and dish them out a bill of fare. Old Scotland wants nae stinking ware that jouts in luggies. But if ye wish your graft to prayer, gear haggis! Really oh, good. Really, really difficult. I hadn't read the whole thing yet. <laughs> you committed to the, the R rolling and the yeah. whistle. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Uh, there are so many... I didn't understand most of that. I thought... There were a few words at the beginning, and then it just got more words. It was that was like Scots. That oh, was you, like a full Scots. It. Yeah, I got a, I, I got got a few words. My favorite bit was when you said "man keen." <laughs> yeah, just adding things because <laughs> you that fully aren't there. leaned into the Scottish accent. Oh man, that was yeah, rough. really nice. I quite like yeah. it. Yeah, I like that he takes things and just writes. But like, it's not trying to. It's yeah. not trying to tell us to live better lives or whatever. Anyway, no, he just saw a haggis, wrote a wrote an ode. Wrote an ode. Ode to haggis. That's end of seg- mid- middle? Middle? Yeah. What did you learn us? Finally. You're staring at me like you don't know how the podcast goes. I have no idea. <laughs> this week, Lloyd, uh, apart from learning all about our good friend, Ravi Benz, because I had heard the name and I didn't really know who he was, to be honest, before this. Uh, but yeah, I think I could have told you he was Scottish, Scottish, yeah, but I could it. like he could have been a poet, a politician. He was a poet. Yeah, <laughs> and a fi- a also fine. I'm thinking that R- Rabbi is like 
someone it was in Jewish customs was Rabbi from Benz. England. Because he's from the the countryside, right? He's probably got a thick country Scottish yeah. accent, probably Glaswegian. And I bet someone in like the customs, either from Edinburgh or someone up from the Crown from London, mm. like, what's your name? He would have been like, Rabbi Barnes. And the guy would have been like, Rabbi, it's a weird fucking name. <laughs> Just wrote that down. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, sorry, continue. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, didn't know who he was. Learned lots about him. It's great. Go Scotland. Uh, I also learned that <laughs> Mr. Burns had an unusually large head. Mr. Burns, never put that together. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either. Uh, Robbie Burns had an unusually large head. And when I read that, I, I had to do it because we all know I also have a large head. Well, he was a womanizer, as we discussed. And I believe I saw some of that he has 900 descendants. So could you be a descendant of Robbie Burns? You could have inherited his big head. And his extremely good Scottish accent. I'm just, just, just picturing just you just standing there with his head. This guy. Do yeah. I look like that? He looks more like a small Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Come on, Rob. All right. How do we... Why, why is it... Why, big head. I, I wrote the story out and it turned into a long story. So here we go. After Burns died in some place that was quaintly called Dumfries. Oh, maybe it's mm. dumb fries, like stupid chips. I don't think it was. It was Dumfries. Uh, in 1796, he was buried. Classic post-death activity. Um, happens all the time. Yeah, the Scottish people recognised him as a hero poet of their times, and so thought that this regular old grave was insufficient. And so, after 19 very long years of fundraising, uh, in 1815, they built a big old mausoleum in Dumfries as a tribute to him. And so Burns's body was exhumed along with the remains of two of his sons and relocated from his regular old grave to this royal fancy grave. That's nice of them. Yeah. I think apparently his widow hated the idea, but she wasn't in charge. I think she's the one that put him in a regular grave and gave him a regular tombstone. I think his friends in Edinburgh were annoyed because they kind of had pedestaled him at that point. Yeah. And then, then they pedestaled him all over the world 68 times. (laughs) <laughs> they were responsible for every statue every statue Lloyd uh, so sources are conflicting but it's possible that his noggin was measured when his body was moved from his regular grave to the fancy grave uh, but it seems more likely from the numerous sources that I read <laughs> um, that it was a few years later so his widow Jean Armoire Ama Armor, Armor, one one of them <laughs> died later, uh, and was interned in the same mausoleum that she hated. I guess when you're dead, you can't uh, decide. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Alternatively, I like to think that his head was measured initially, and then people are like, "Wow, that's a big one," and then <laughs> it, a big one. <laughs> it caused the excitement. Oh, hey, <laughs> great Scott! What a head. <laughs> Uh, no, this is... Scott went hot. <laughs> hey. uh, okay, so around this time in history, what we now call pseudoscience, uh, mm. due to our good friend Ivan T. Sanderson from another episode. Ivan T. Sanderson. Sanderson. One of, one of the uh, arms of pseudoscience at the time, which they just called science because they didn't know any better at, at the time, uh, was phrenology, mm. which is not the science of making friends. <laughs> Phrenology is the study of skull, size, shape, and patterns, 
uh, that apparently indicate and or predict certain character traits. So people liked looking at dead people's skulls, or I guess live as well, and being like, oh, you're good at this and that. And at the time, they thought that the brain itself was made up of 27 individual organs or muscles. Mm. And that those bits of your brain were different sizes, and so that would give a different shape to the skull, depending on like what you were good at or bad at. I, I guess, guess I can see the steps they took to get to that point. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and of course, the larger the brain loid, the bigger the muscles, the bigger the head, the smarter and better the person. And as such... Makes sense to me. Yeah, I will be extending my career to bubblehead poetry and phrenology. Have you written any original poetry? Ah, great idea. No. <laughs> me <laughs> should, either. Should, <laughs> should have. Uh, I was very I busy. I think I'd, I, was, I was in Scotland and I was not even thinking of Robert Burns. I was hiking my wife and she... Sorry, what were you doing? Top hiking with my wife. Oh, you didn't say with. You said you were hiking your wife. Hiking my wife. <laughs> hiking with my wife. She hiked to the top of the mountain. I decided... Um, completely normally I, I was in no no pain I was just decided that I would stop halfway up and sit on a grassy knoll mm. and I decided to write po- poetry while sitting on this grassy knoll looking out over the Scottish Highlands yeah, okay. and I got back to my home and read it and I thought that is the shittest poem <laughs> I have ever read oh my god do you still have it? oh you know I, I fucking might is it is it long? how many stanzas did you write? I think I may have sent it to our mutual friend Lachlan Oh, at the time thinking you were good and then got back and regretted sending it? I bet Lockie- No, because we sent a lot of stuff back and forth for a while to get critiques. He never responded. It must have been real shit because even he didn't critique it. And Lockie, if you're listening, I know you fucking love critiquing things. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's a solid Robbie Benz. All right, I have it. Do you want to hear my shit poem? I would love to. This is me fucking going out on a limb for this podcast. What? Yeah, it really is. Maybe it'll get you famous. All right. Just you, God, not it's us. so bad. You. Hit me. This is Lloyd <laughs> in the Scottish Highlands. The hills they roll like dunes of sand. The mountains loom with dread. Their cries are silent, yet listen close and hear the many dead. Heroes bleed their ragged breath, their sight we must behold. For time will come and pass us too, most stories never told. Like, I've heard worse poetry. I've heard worse poetry as well, mostly from children, children. and people <laughs> special needs. Like, I was a full adult when I wrote that. <laughs> Look, I expected it to be worse, to be honest. I appreciate that. I'm not, I, it's not going to get you published. I don't know. Unless it's an anthology of terrible poetry. Oh, we should publish that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing with us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That was very scary for me. Uh, you're a scary guy. <laughs> I'm scared of me? Aren't you all? Uh, I'm going to carry on with my long, long story. So there's a bunch of blokes in Dumfries that are into phrenology. And there's a description of when Burns's body was first exhumed that states that when the coffin, when they lifted the original coffin, uh, the head separated from the trunk and the whole body, with exception of the bones, crumbled to dust. So Ooh. this makes, the se- makes it sound like the head's really heavy. And so that coupled with the possibility that someone went, ooh, that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> uh, got these phrenologists all excited uh, and there was a journalist called John McDiarmid who was in charge of this group or he was he was the, the ringleader and they were trying to ask if they could have a look at his skull to like do their phrenology stuff and Jean Amar was like fuck no 
get your hands off my husband. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, all right, fine, Good fine. And so they had her assassinate. No, uh, they waited for it to die. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they wanted to investigate Ben's skull because he was like, at this point, his fame was growing and he was like in, in the people's psyche as like the bard. And they were like, oh, sure. he's so famous. We want to like do the phrenology on him. So she dies. Uh, and they've realized this group of friends, phrenology friends, uh, <laughs> that... That's what they call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> phrenology friends. Oh, phrenology friend. <laughs> Football friend. Uh, that they're going to have to open up the crypt again to put her in it, which means that, uh, you know, maybe they could have a little cheeky look at uh, Ben's skull. Oh, oh how convenient. Science. So apparently they got permission from her brother to just like, while they just while it was open, just nip in there and have a look at the skull and make a little cast for science. Uh, and then they, they realized that everyone else would probably not be keen on them violating the great poet's grave. Um, so they go in at nighttime with the keys uh and a muffled lantern because <laughs> normally my lanterns are yelling <laughs> so much light uh exactly like they've got permission and everyone's okay with it that's what you when you sneak into stuff when everyone's yes. cool with what you're doing <laughs> yeah 100 percent muffled lanterns and they realize they can't make the plaster cast of the skull on the spot so they actually steal the skull put it in a bag oh walk really into, good guys yeah walk into town to where the head plaster is plastering plaster of friends offices uh and they make a cast and then they return the skull apparently while they're making the cast one of the friends is the surgeon archibald blacklock he was the guy from before no thomas blacklock Whoa, but interesting potential interesting. relation not going to look into it no. uh he's doing most of the skull handling like a pro because he is a surgeon everyone is deferring to him and at some point it is stated that he tried his hat on the skull out of awe because it was so large that he wanted to know if his hat would fit <laughs> and then apparently everyone else was like whoa shit let's try my hat so they're all just <laughs> trying their hats on robert ben's skull Lord. because apparently it was real big and that was all for curiosity but come on fellas yeah i thought it was pretty funny and i i feel that i've tried on hats i literally had to wear a hat last night the drinking event we were at was vaguely themed at the races Mm. at the racist <laughs> at the racists at the races and so i wore a hat and it didn't fit my head and it hurt my feelings mm. and my head yeah since growing my hair out my hats don't fit as well this one is a bit snug i'm gonna have like a red mark on my forehead yeah it looks good though thanks instead of like laughing at robbie burns because he has a large head this group of very talented men of science we're probably considering that this big-headed poet was so incredibly smart and beautiful and stunning that he must have been like a god or similar. And as such, big heads are great. Big heads exist? Yes. Viva la noggin! Viva la noggin! That sounds like a Mumford and Sun song. <laughs> Viva la noggin. Yeah, probably. Uh, and that, that, that's the story that I have about phrenologists that I assume they put the skull back. Um, <laughs> so at Edinburgh Uni I think they have the cast of Robert Benz's skull oh they sent it to the, the, the top ranking phrenologist <clears throat> George mm. Coombe uh, who managed to somehow managed to align the various bumps on Burns's head with his character can you imagine that? wow yeah he managed to make it seem like he was a great person because they already knew that he was uh, pseudoscience I, I would be curious to get some 
uh, what do they call the things that measure? Tape measure. No, no, it's like metal implement. Oh, uh, yeah, those... yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I'd like to get a set and measure my head and then look up some old phrenological numbers and see what they would have thought about me. You'd have to... Criminal. <laughs> I was like, who? You, straight up, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty in-depth for us, though. Uh, yeah, I would be on my own time yeah. in the next couple of years. So I have to assume that you just looked up other big heads. Yes. Me too. Let's go big head for big head. Um, well, I got the largest skull in documented medical literature. I didn't. Tell me more. Human human skull. The average... <laughs> An elephant. <laughs> the average... Uh, well, just wait. The average human skull has a cranial capacity of about Ooh. 1,400 cubic centimeters. That's a big motorbike. And the largest... The, like I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, that is a big strong. motorbike. Um, the largest skull in documented medical literature had a cranial capacity of 2,000 centimeters cubed. That's a lot. So it's bigger. Who, who, whose was this? It was one sentence. Literally, I, did not, I didn't copy one sentence from the article. It was a whole web page with one <laughs> sentence in the middle of it. Really? <laughs> it, I think it might have been Guinness, and that's all they had on it. Ah, incredible. That uh, sounds like a big head. Yeah. Uh, my first big head is the Olmec Colossal Heads. Oh, they sound big. Not real heads. Well, I mean, what is real? D- define real. Not human skulls. They are, of course, Lloyd, massive human head carvings from basalt boulders. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah, nice boulders. They range in height from 1.17 meters to 3.4 meters tall and date from wow. at least 900 BC from the Olmec civilization of ancient Mesoamerica. Cool. Which Have you is... seen pictures of them? Yes, they're pretty cool. They're pretty scully? Uh... Oh, they're heads, not skulls, right? They Correct. look like heads. Yeah, yeah. Are they yeah. more like Easter Island heads? Yeah, yeah, they're like that kind of vibe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mesoamerica, cool. which is yeah, yeah, cool. ja- Japanese-inspired America. <laughs> I was I wondering. Love Miso. No, it's yeah. not. Uh, Mesoamerica is like Central America, kind of. As yeah, we'll go with Turkey, that. Uh, places. It's on the Gulf, you... the, the Gulf Coast of Mexico. And That's Central America. Weirdly similar to Stonehenge-style things. The boulders were Ooh. brought from the Sierra de los Tuxtlas Mountains, 150 k's away. They brought these massive boulders from so far away to carve heads into them. How did you spell Tuxtlas? What did you say? T-U-X-T-L-A-S. I don't know how. That is similar to the people we spoke about that fought. Tenochtitlan. Yeah, yeah. It's all from those mountains. It's not all the same. They're all very different, unique cultures. It's all the same kind of vibe. Same vibe, same vibe. It's just the vibe of the thing. Do you want to know the largest land animal skull ever found? I mean, of course, I'd like to guess, though. Yeah, yeah. Are they extinct? Just the, just the skull. Uh, yes, pretty extinct. Uh, I, I was going to say dinosaur, but I don't think it's a kind of dinosaur. It's probably a mammoth. They had big heads. No, it is dinosaur. Damn it. Which? which, which? It's a pen, pentaceratops. It's a triceratops. Oh, are they counting all of the 
I guess that's part of the skull. The you know yeah. the bits, the <laughs> yeah, the frill, the the flare. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, yeah. happy was it? Three point two meters. Ooh, that's quite large. That's a lot of, lot of lot of triceratops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Uh, off you go. Uh, I uh, I also went to the Easter Island heads <laughs> after nice. the Olmec heads because I was like, oh, I know some other big heads that were carved out of stuff. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't call them the Easter Island heads, though. I think they are. Oh. Um, well, we shouldn't call it Easter Island. It's Rapa Nui. Okay. In Eastern Polynesia. Know. Uh, so they were carved from a quarry there by the Rapa Nui people between 1250 and 1500. Uh, and they are mega statues with big old heads and no legs called the Moai. Moa Moi. It's like Maui, but it's M-O-A-I. What can I say except you're welcome? Yeah, cool. Great movie. Uh, the are uh, called Living Faces or Deified Ancestors of the Rapa Nui people. Oh, the tallest cool. guess how big the tallest like you you know what they look like you've seen pictures of them guess how big the tallest one was five meters ten meters oh wow and it that's weighed big. 82 tons that's very big but the heaviest was short a bit shorter and fat more chota i guess um was 86 tons so that's a lot of rock and they were rock. carved and moved around the island and set up on stone platforms at the perimeter of the island. Like how? How? how exactly. Uh, there is an answer. I wrote, I wrote, what the actual fuck, comma, how, question mark. And then I kept reading my research and it told me how they did it. So I was like, oh, System great. of pulleys. No. Original theories were about them uh, laying them down on logs and rolling them around. Uh, oh, yeah. But the latest evidence suggests that that's not what they did. Apparently they had, it's hard to describe. I guess I could just read it. Um, they had ropes harnessed from both sides and I guess the front and they like walked them. Oh. So they would pull it. So it was over and then pull it yeah. forward and then pull the other side and pull it forward. And like I, when you're trying to move a bookshelf, it's just, a yeah, little yeah, bit too yeah. heavy. they, they jiggled them into yeah. position. 82 wow. tons worth of rock. You fucking wouldn't want to lean too far one way. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. Imagine if they did. Oh, 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 oh. Ba- <laughs> Barry. Barry the rapper knew in. <laughs> Barry, no. <laughs> um, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, Gary. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really cool, though. And I assume they like, cool. looked at them and there must be like rope marks for, or something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I didn't look at them. I haven't seen them closely, but uh, I thought that was a very cool archaeological cool. thing. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. What are the big heads you got, Lloyd? Um, I've got some pretty cool nominative determinism. Huh? Like, if your name is Robert Burns and you were a pyromaniac. Oh, wow. Those are the biggest words that you've used without having to... Like, you said them as if you knew them. I'm actually quite a big fan of nominative determinism. I think it's very interesting. Say it again. Nominative determinism. You're getting me all hot and sweaty. (laughs) Um, An English neurologist uh, conducted pioneering work into (laughs) somatosensory system and sensory nerves. Much of the work conducted on himself. Basically, he would sever and reconnect sensory nerves and then test how long it would take for the feeling to come back. It sounds really brutal. I don't know how he did it. Oh. His name, so like on eyes and taste buds and stuff, his name was Henry Head. Really? 
Excellent. Even better. Oh, good. A biography of Henry Head was published by another British neurologist called Russell Brain. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ah, uh, very good. I enjoyed them. Is that all your nominate? I'm not smart enough. Success. Uh, yeah. So I looked up big stone heads and I was like, there's got to be some big real heads out there. Um, so I, 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 I struggled to find head measurements of famous people. Oh, you know who I bet is a big head? <laughs> Me. Kali, the great Kali. Oh, the great Kali. Uh, yeah, probably. And also that uh, French dude that plays the enormous people in all the movies. Oh. Um, that might be the great Kali. No, no, there was two. There's Andre the Giant. Yeah. And Andre I bet they got the big giant. head. So, uh, but I think the thing is people are like, wow, he's got a big head, but no one's like, I want to see how big. Let so me, it's not me. on celebsagewiki.com. So let me, let me, yeah. what are you going to do? Grab his head? <laughs> wow, it's huge. Um, this was supposed to be calipers, but I can't oh, mimic calipers uh, while okay. being a hand. So it looks like you've just lent up to the great Carly and grabbed his face like you're going to kiss him. <laughs> well, what I might do is grab his head and then try and hold that and <laughs> see how much bigger wow, it's it is. Wow, so much head. bigger than my head. Anyway. So there were a few discussion boards where people had this conversation, but no one had any answers. People suggested that the OG Goliath, the Philistine, probably had a pretty big head. Uh, yeah. He's described as having to carry his helmet because it wouldn't fit. I, I get that. Uh, also made yeah, him a They pretty... couldn't get him a bigger helmet? Yeah. They were, and yeah. why did he carry it? I don't have all the answers, Lloyd. Read the Bible. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, also made him an easy target for David. So I guess David's not that hot shit. Yeah, that shot wasn't that good. Yeah, it's like, wow, it's the biggest head in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a barn door on top of that guy. <laughs> Goliath barn door the Philistine. <laughs> He's walking around like... <laughs> Horses falling out and stuff. Mumford and Sons out the back. <laughs> they seem like a farm kind of band. Uh, just uh, like cheap humor at this point. You just mention them and it's going to tickle me. You got any other big heads? No, I just got a pirate link. I was trying to find famous real people with big heads and uh that's right lloyd there was 10 top male celebrities with big heads from <laughs> lamoodbighats.com Lamood. how do you find these amazing websites <laughs> just google lloyd uh and their slogan is big hats for big heads uh so zero facts it was just them doing a page of here's a bunch of famous people that wear our hats because they've got big heads you could wear one too uh, can I can I guess a couple? How famous are they? I mean, they're actors and such. Uh, who would I think has a big head? I bet Vin Diesel's head's pretty big. Yeah, probably, but he's not on the list. Oh, shame. So we got Mel Gibson. I was like, I think he's a regular person. Howard Stern, <laughs> yeah. Drew Carey, David Hasselhoff, George Lopez, oh, yeah. Conan O'Brien, William Shatner, yeah. Michael Moore, and Jay Leno. Yeah, Jay Leno's got a fucking... Well, his just got like a big chin yeah oh and john travolta and i agree he's got a massive yeah head. he does have a big head it's just a, yeah just some of these just squares big squares it's a slab yeah a big slab, slab head big slab of head <laughs> slab of head <laughs> Ooh. Is, that, is that is that sexy no yeah, i don't know <laughs> that's all i got that's that's the end of everything i looked up no no more no more heads no more big heads no, no more no information more no more no, i've got nothing i've got nothing left i'm drained heads are done no Rob, more head for you. Rob's done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Uh, pirates. Uh, Give me your pirates. Pirates. We've got to wrap this up. Less tenuous. Not, not tenuous. How many points do you think you're going to get? 
Oh, half? It'd be a generous one. Okay. Um, Alexander Peterkin mm-hmm. published a account of famous Scottish pirate John Sean Gow. Connery. <laughs> famous, famous Scottish pirate. Famous Scottish pirate John Gow. Uh-huh. Um, also edited... So Alexander Peterkin published this book of a pirate, also edited Robert Burns' biography. Okay. And John Gow, the pirate, also served as Burns' friend, Walter Scott's inspiration for his famous novel, The Pirate. That's that's a great link. You can have one and a half points. Yes! (laughs) 1.6 points today, because I gave myself 0.1. We'll call it 1.5 for everyone else. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's solid. So many, like, so many links. I know. I was surprised. And it yeah. I had John Gow up his Wikipedia page just up while I was doing other things and I was like, Oh I can't find anything. I'll just like talk about some tenuous bullshit. Uh-huh. And then on another like deep multiple links into Wikipedia, Ooh. someone in the references was oh, like wow. uh it had Sir Walter Scott wrote the pirate about John Gow and I was like, What what? Oh shit <laughs> And then I had to like link all this together. That's quite good. Great job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm deeply impressed. That's an excellent way to end episode 10 of season 4 slash 1 of the Gigglebugs podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another season. If you uh, did. It was... Thanks, man. Hopefully it came across pretty smooth on your end. A little hectic on our end with the trip and travel. Deeply also, hectic. hilariously, in our planning for this episode, in the notes, in all caps, Rob wrote, record before Lloyd leaves we're recording it <laughs> oh, no. one week after Lloyd gets back <laughs> oh, but we did it we got, we've got. we got to the end we'll be back Rob and I are going to play some video games and it's going to be so exciting tell your friends tell your mum tell your dog tune in watch the YouTube do the Luna, things Bye. listen to the podcast ruff, 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 doesn't ruff, even ruff. have a phone oh what dickhead <laughs> so rude that's it thanks everybody have a super duper everything Happy Burns Night. Thank you so much for listening. Send your complaints and any questions you have for Sean to gigglemugspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gigglemugspod. So drop us a follow and interact with us there. And if you want to listen to the whole back catalogue, including the previous Unintelligent Chat Show episodes, you can find us on all good streaming platforms where podcasts be. We would appreciate if you could uh, you know, share us around and leave us a review. That would help us out. And cheerio. Cheerio. I didn't like that. And cheerio. I hated that too. Maybe I just don't like the way I sound. There's got to be something good in there.